How do you like your action? Motherfucking for packed. This week's guest, bassist of iconic Newfoundland band for packed action, Jeff Young Husband. For packed, like, it was hip hop, punk, pop. Tip top of the blender. Yeah. Welcome to the Andy and J.E. Podcast, episode XXVIII. J.E. is on assignment in Bulgaria this week, so it's the Andy and Jeff Podcast. Yeah. Welcome, Jeff. Andy and (laughs) G-E-O-F-F. So, Jeff is a prop master, sound editor, graphic artist, bassist, and... Firepole enthusiast. Firepole enthusiast. That's my best. That's what most people know me for. <laughs> and we recently, we recently inducted you on behalf of your band, Fur Packed Action, ah. the premier band of the 90s. Too bad I didn't have the award with me. We could have done it the on-camera <laughs> shake. Uh, you already have your plaque, but we yeah. recently inducted you to the Laundry Room Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock, laundry Room. Just Laundry Room Hall of Fame it is. Laundry Room Hall of Fame. So, like, you know, could be sports. You know, it transcends. It doesn't necessarily imply that for packed actions, music got us here. We're just in the hall of fame. It's, it's your personalities. Pearl Jam got inducted. David Letterman gave a speech. When Beastie Boys got inducted, Chuck D and uh, LL Cool J. When the Chili Peppers got inducted, uh, it was Chris Rock. Who would induct uh, for packed action into the uh, laundry room hall of fame? Hmm. That's a tough one. I wish I'd had this uh, thought of it. Like, who would know? This would get popped on me. Who would induce... Uh, induce. induce. <laughs> <laughs> fur back. Who would induce fur back Who would induce... Uh, uh, Snook? Uh, no, no. I, I think I'd have to go with something like Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. Or maybe his bear. <laughs> maybe that'd be better. A, a huge grizzly bear could induct that would be awesome. uh, fur back to action. Okay. Uh, that said, I'm not sure what would be left of the studio after, uh, <laughs> after just, just re- release one of like Russian circus bears. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They're no. induced. I'm induced on a unicycle. Circus bears and unicycles. So we talk about for a packed action entirely too much on our podcast. I would say if it's this year and you're talking about them, it's too much. So to people, <laughs> to people who don't know, uh, the band consisted of yourself. Yes. A- A.K.A. Smug, Smug Bastard. Bastard. Smug Bastard. Jody Richardson and Barry Nook. Yes. Dude and Fancy and Chuck Art. Chuck Art and Dude Fancy. And it started in 1995. 1995. Ended in 2000? 2002. 2002. Okay. I think. And <laughs> I remember hearing that the band started as a, like a bet or like a, a joke. Well, something, something, uh, you formed and you were going to write seven songs and quit or something. Yeah, basically. That was it. And actually the name for Packed Action was first... Because Jody was really into fanzines and stuff at the time, and we were reading uh, this crank fanzine and stuff, and so he and I were going to start a fanzine. And then I called him up one night, and I was like, dude, I have the name for the fanzine. It's Fur Packed Action. And then, like, two weeks later, we were, like, at this potluck party, and uh, Jody had left the Thomas Trio and the Red Albino, and Barry was still playing in Bung, and uh, and I was still playing in Potmaster, and uh, we were at this... Uh, potluck party anyways and uh and jody was going like you know the guys in the trio they never let me play guitar i really want to play guitar and barry's like i always wanted to play drums man <laughs> and so they're going like well let's start a band and i'll play guitar i won't stop you from playing drums i won't stop you from playing guitar and so they're like yeah yeah yeah. so i was like 
like leaning over, like, if you guys are starting a band, I'm playing bass in it. I may already play bass, but I'm playing bass in that band. And they're like, all right, so we'll just write a set, we'll play it, and that's it. And then we wrote like a set, and we we're like, okay, we'll, we'll write two sets. And then we were like, okay, as soon as we stop having fun, <laughs> basically. And seven years later, you stopped having fun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I used to think you were crazy. Jody came out of Thomas Trio and the Red Albino. Yep. And Barry played in Bong. But I have a few little surprises here for you. Oh, multi, multi-format. So a couple 45s here of uh, Pop Belly. The Nils uh, tribute uh, seven-inch single. Yeah. yeah. Does this all bring back yeah, memories? The, gra- the Grasshopper uh, split single. Dirty Pot uh, on it. Pot Master pot CD. Master, still in plastic. Master of the Lux, still in plastic like everybody's. I actually traded this for my clutch CD. Elephant Riders. Good trade for both of us. I could have you could have kept Elephant Riders I could have given you a copy <laughs> like uh, I think you, and then of course I have the Fur Pact Action wow. a rarity and uh, just to um, this this disc which will be 20 years old next year yeah 20 years 20 years so that means this year it can drink <laughs> uh, not until November though November November I actually I have the show show poster upstairs from the Plaza Bowl show. From the Plaza Bowl show. That's good. Um, So it'll be 20 years. So this year is the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper. And they're coming out with the limited edition sets with six discs, unreleased tracks, coffee table book. Uh, What do you have planned? We have planned to uh, take some ibuprofen. And, uh, <laughs> the, the only rarity that really exists uh, in the fur pack action world is is a gift that I got uh, for Christmas this year, which uh, nobody else has. I have a fur pack action uh, item that nobody else has. I have this album on three pieces of 10-inch vinyl. Cool. I have a triple 10-inch vinyl fur packed action dull thud of fur that my brother had pressed on a cutter. Uh, there's a record store in Toronto, apparently, which the name is escaping me, uh, and they have a wax cutter, and you go in, you take your dat, your CD, whatever in, and they'll cut it onto a record for you right there. You hand them the files for the artwork, they print it up, so I've got this triple record for packed action thing, so maybe we should make five of those or something and sell them at a show. Limited, limited edition. Limited, limited edition. So you guys did get off the island. You did do some touring. Yeah. Uh, anybody who knows yourself, Jody and Barry. There's yeah. some personalities. Yeah. And this was pre-internet. It was pre-MySpace even. So you guys, when you guys left the island, you had to get in a van. Yeah. And drive all the way to Halifax to play a show. So is there any particularly memorable shows or incidents? I think I remember you, t- you telling me about mm-hmm. an incident with Barry in his long johns. Oh, that was a good one. In, uh, in Sudbury. Well, you know, when you're touring with a band... Uh, with your bandmates, you know, in a van, on the road, avoiding hotels because you got no money. You end up staying at a lot of people's places, sleeping on fold-out futons and couches and stuff. And Barry and I were sharing a bed that night in this back room at this place in Sudbury. And there were a bunch of people over and we were pretty zonked. So we went to bed and I got in bed or whatever. And then Barry came in. He had, he had undressed, but he was wearing his uh, union suit, as he calls it, like the full button-up, <laughs> full-body long. Like the trap door. Yeah, the <laughs> trap door and everything. So he's like, oh, I got to get out of these. I can't sleep in this. So uh, he was standing there, and it was like this 
room off the kitchen had like the bead curtain and everything and he was like and then suddenly for some reason he got like embarrassed to get changed in front of me (laughs) even though we were about to get in bed together Uh, and uh, he stepped out into the kitchen and like had the union suit like halfway off when he realized that like Right over there were all these people that he didn't know in the living room looking back at him going, what the fuck is that Newfoundlander doing in the kitchen taking his clothes off? And he like dove through the uh, bead curtain to into the bed giggling madly to, uh, to uh, join me and get changed in there. Was <laughs> <laughs> this the same tour that you guys did South by Southwest? Uh, no, South by Southwest was a, what was a one-off. We flew, that was a, another story. We flew like from here to Halifax. Cause to anybody but, who doesn't know, that's a huge festival in Austin, Texas, right? Yep, South yeah, by Southwest. Yeah. So we flew into Halifax and we played a gig that night and then just stayed at the club until like four in the morning. <laughs> Cause we had a 6am flight out of Halifax. So we just stayed at the club after the gig and then we went to the airport and we flew to Austin, but we got stopped in... Syracuse or somewhere when we were Toronto, Toronto, wherever we went through immigration to the States, because all we had were our driver's licenses with us pre the having to have your passport. You used to be able to just get in with your driver's license, but they decided to be dicks about the fact that we just had our driver's license. Like one of the immigration guys, I think to, I think it was to Barry, was saying like, I collect driver's licenses. I could have one of those. And I'm like, we're just like, but I'm allowed to get in with a driver's license. He's like, you can. It's like, they held us up so long that we missed our flight, and we knew there's like 100,000 people go to South by Southwest for that week. And uh, we were like, we knew that there was impossible because we knew from booking our own flights that it was impossible to get there. Uh, and so then when we missed our flight, they held us just long enough, and then we go through, and the Air Canada rep or whatever is like, okay, well, I can get you to uh, Dallas and you could rent a car. And we're like, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. And so they bounced it. We had to go fly then to Dallas. We had to collect all of our gear, change airports, and then fly into Austin. We arrived like at, you know, 11 p.m. So now we'd been on the go for like 36 hours or something when we arrive. And we arrive, we meet our manager at, or no, he was not there when we got, so we get there, we're sharing a hotel where where our manager is. It's like, you know, a Quintana's out on the highway, which if you don't know it, it's like, um, it's the Taco Bell of hotels. You know, it's like the Mexican, faux Mexican hotel. Yeah, it's in like it's like a, it's like a days in, but it's in the uh, like yeah. that uh, that uh, what's the Spanish colonial style? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we arrived there, and then we're like, "Oh my god, I'm a zombie!" And the Super Suckers were playing at uh, Stubbs Barbecue. Super Suckers, uh, Nashville Pussy, and the Reverend Horton Heat, and some uh, who was the first Hank Williams Jr. the third. So it was cool. Hank Williams Jr. the third was supposed to be on first, and then Super Suckers, Nashville Pussy. Reverend Horton, he, we arrived and we were like, our plan was to go there. We had the, you know, and when you play South by Southwest, they're like, you can, you know, you can take the door cover from your gig or you can have a, each of the band members can get a pass to go to everything. And those passes, if you were to buy them, cost like 400 bucks and you can get into every event. We were, of course, like, what do we make 20 bucks? So we'll take the passes, please. <laughs> yeah. So we got our, collected our passes when we got to the hotel and then we're like, oh, we're zombies. And then Joey's like, I don't care how much of a zombie. Like, I am not missing the super suckers. I'm going. And then me and Bear are like, well, I can't let him have that story and not <laughs> us. So then we all hauled out and a cab like pulled up as we went out. The only time all weekend that anybody in anywhere in Austin caught a cab when they were like, let's go out and see if there's a cab there. There was one there. Like, they're impossible to find that week. But anyway, somebody's getting dropped off. We jump right in a cab and we buzz down. And as we're getting close to Stubbs Barbecue, this is our first time in Austin. We're like, ah. And, uh, and we're coming. And then, like, we get stuck in traffic. But you, the cab driver's like, oh, that's Stubbs over there. You can sort of see the, 
see where it is. And we can hear uh, the the, the uh, super suckers and they're playing like uh, Santa Rita High. Like, and we're like, they're not supposed to be on yet. What's what's going on? We're like, so it's right there. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, and how many hours have you been up awake? Oh, like. 38 or something, <laughs> 40 by now. And so we're like, so we're like, okay, uh, here, here, man, we pay the cab driver and we jump out of the cab and we go running through like traffic around the corner and there's this massive lineup to get into the Super Suckers at Stubbs Barbecue, which is this big outdoor venue, super cool. Uh, and so we've got the wristbands on, we're like, uh, so, we, so we sort of like, we look at the line and then we just go up to the bouncer and go like, can we skip the line with these? They're like, yep, go right on in. And so the Super Suckers are playing, we just like went straight in, straight up to the front of the crowd and we're like, Watch the Super Suckers. And, like, two songs after there, they go, like, we'd like to thank Hank Williams Jr. III for cutting the set short so that we could come on early. <laughs> but apparently Hank Williams Jr. III had been drunk, been upset with the back line, and just left the stage halfway through his set. So Super Suckers came on early and played a set and a half. Oh, cool. And then we were, like, Jody's going, like, that was freaking awesome, man. We're never going to see a rock and roll show like that again. We're all going that. And I was like, but I had heard about Nashville Pussy shows before, and he had no idea who they were. And I was like, yeah, I think you're going to want to hold that thought. Because <laughs> we're about to see Nashville Pussy. And sure enough, like, Nashville Pussy comes out, their bass player is this former stripper chick who's, like, six foot six in the heels and, like, tattoo sleeves and, like, everything. And they've all got, like, you know, the Western shirts on. She comes out, it's, like, done up to here. Then uh, the singer's, like, this hairy, rednecky sort of dude. And his wife, who's this hot, like, blonde mane of hair, wearing tight leather pants with stars down the side. And she's got, like, an SG and stuff. They, they come out. And uh, and uh, they're like, and the first thing the girls both do is like unbutton their shirts to about here, <laughs> and then they start just laying down the rock and roll. And like Reuter, I think her name is the the lead guitar player. She is like a spectacular guitar player. She's like the female Angus Young. It's like all a mane of hair just nodding and she's like climbing on the PA and stuff and and like running around the stage and then the bass player's like blowing fireballs over the audience <laughs> like this six foot six like gorgeous chick covered in tattoos blowing fireballs and stuff and right at one point she gets down and her husband is the singer and guitar player he grabs her leather pants and peels them off of her so now she's down to like a leopard print like thong bikini thing she's got her shirt off and the other girl's got her shirt off they're just down to like bikini tops and pants and then the leather pants come off and he takes her leather pants and like does this like and hurls them into the crowd and they just go like <laughs> into a thousand pieces they just hit the ground and <laughs> it's like shark frenzy and they're gone and that's it they're there's people in the in the bathroom afterwards going i've got one of the stars off her pants <laughs> just licking yeah, yeah. and then reverend horton heat came on and we were like that's good but uh i gotta go <laughs> and we played with Change of Heart and Weeping Tile, I believe, in Peterborough once, and that was pretty cool. Uh, just to Weeping Tile, uh, Sarah Harmer's old band. Sarah Harmer's old band, yeah. Um, who else did we play? We didn't play with a lot of other. If she comes over for she comes over for dinner again. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll give me a call, right? Yeah, folk, absolutely, absolutely. Folk festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, I, I told her like my house is better than your green room, and it's inside of the stage at folk festival last time she was here, and so her whole band came over. We fed him a uh, fresh cod, so... She could be the second uh, musician to get induced into the uh, laundry room. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I can get her onto your podcast for you. We'll see. <laughs> oh, we wow. Should, we'll see. We should see if we can pull that off. Almost the other best show was we did, uh, at the end of a Fur Pack tour once, we played in Sydney at the East Coast Music Awards and we were not that was the same it was like 19 so this came out in 98 so in 99 in the spring of 99 we did the East Coast Music Awards and that was at the end of a tour and I think we played like 
we, when we played in Sydney, I think we had to play three gigs. We played a showcase, and then we played a, and then we played the awards broadcast. Uh, we were nominated for best new artists, and then we played, I don't know, MCA or one of the, I think it was MCA had had an after show party with all of the best new acts nominees playing at it, and so we didn't we didn't win. So. And they wouldn't tell us what the order of the show at the thing was going to be afterwards. But we're like, that's three shows. I think at that point, that show, the after party show that we were playing, was our 15th show in 13 days. <laughs> and so Jody had been like, you know, keeping his neck warm. Let's <laughs> sing. Because you know, the second, the 14th show in 13 days was a national broadcast. So he was being really good, taking care of himself, not speaking much, and like saving his voice to his. So then we get to this last one, like, yeah, we're gonna blow it out, man. So we go down to that show early, and they're like, and we're like, we lost. We're the little tiny three piece, like you know, acoustic sin who won are these guys, and they're all wearing like all leather outfits and play acoustic guitars, and they're all rah rah rah. And then there's the main event is the other one of the other non, and I think Julie Dwaron maybe, and the main event, and the main event is like. Paul Lamb and Corey Tetford and Dave Carmichael, three singer-songwriters who all like you know were known on their own. And then this huge band. There was like ten of them on stage. <laughs> and they were called the main event. And we were like, no, 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 no. and there was a country guy nominated as well. We're like, we're great. The small punk band's gonna play first, and we'll be done our tour, and we're gonna let loose. And we get there, and and the guys go, oh no no no, you're gonna close. We know you're the party band. <laughs> and we're like, what? Oh no. And we've been traveling since New Brunswick. A friend of our manager's had given us a tray of brownies. Not just any brownies. You don't save normal brownies. <laughs> <laughs> so these special brownies we saved until... And so then we're like, well, uh, I guess we'll just start eating the brownies now. <laughs> <laughs> so we all had a brownie. And then we're going around giving people around the audience. Like, like Mike Campbell from Much Music, how you doing? Do you want a brownie? He's like, sure. <laughs> Half an hour, he's like... What was in those brownies? I'm like, you took brownies from a rock and roll band? <laughs> but anyway, so the other acts all finished, and we're like, okay, it's time for us. We've already, we're, we're all already started drinking. The main event is who we're playing after, so there's like 10 people on stage, and we're like getting on, climbing on stage going like, uh, how are we going to follow that? Like, what? how do we start? And we're like, well, uh, I guess start as big as we get. I'm like, yeah, we'll start. We're like, you know, we the anthem is the closer. We made it the opener. That was the first time ever we made the anthem the opener. And so we're like on this stage in the basement of the Delta, and the bar is. I was going to say, a band that has their own anthem. That's a bold bold statement. (laughs) The bar, the show is like through these all these double doors at the sort of other end of the room. So you sort of have to exit the ballroom to go to the bar, but you can see through all these double doors that are wide open. There's all these big round tables around. And uh, and so we're like, oh my God, everybody's gone to the bar between like the room's sort of half empty. We'll start with the anthem anyways. And we literally, as soon as we kick in, we start like blasting the anthem and screaming, motherfucking far back, <laughs> and stuff like this, and rapping. And we're like, and like, you, we can see people lit up at the bar in the other room, turning around and leaving the bar lineup to come back into the room. <laughs> We're like, what the hell's going on? And Jennifer Clowder said, she's like, oh no, they've started with the rapping. And she's sitting at a table with all these black guys. I don't know who they were, but there are all these black guys at this table that she's sitting at. And she's like, oh my God, I'm sitting at the black table and my boyfriend is rapping. <laughs> and, she, and then she looks over and all the black guys are like nodding their head and standing up and fist pumping while we're doing it. She's like, oh, 
I'm sitting at the black table. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're going to be okay. And that was it. It was, it was total fucking mayhem. We were like climbing on each other and people were going shit. There's all these guys in their denim shirts and ties fucking jumping up and down in front of Fur Fact Action at the last party of East Coast Music Awards. It was probably one of the funnest fucking shows ever. Today I just typed Fur Pact into Google and I'm trying to find some stuff. And there was like old reviews. And it was like places, I guess, that we toured or where the album had come out. Did, people did, people did, were trying to describe the sound. Did, did, did you read the, um, the, the South by Southwest review? I didn't see that, no. It said, uh, it, it, I believe I've, I can verbatim quote the entire review. It was... So this is, uh, this is a review of your South by Southwest, Southwest, Southwest show. South where I fell off the stage in the first song. Uh, Iffy Dreads. <laughs> iffy dreads uh, I believe that that was the entire review was iffy dreads they weren't digging your, your dreadlocks no 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 maybe they saw me fall off the stage and they thought <laughs> I was iffy that said I also like so that show was a bit weird too at the side of the this one like in the first song I was just spinning around and I stepped right off the side of the stage and I fell over backwards I was like and it was this weird courtyard with bricks and then I was like I'm gonna I'm going to crack my skull open. I've got my base in my hand. I'm falling back. So I'm like, I'm going to crack my skull on the concrete or my base is going to smash me in the face or something. And I fall. I'm like expecting to fall like off the stage. And I, I land on my back flat, like basically at stage level. But I've landed on like a guitar cabinet that's stacked beside the stage, like a 412 or something. Like, bam. And I go like, huh, I'm alive. And then the guitar cabinet falls over. And I go like, holy shit, I'm going to break my legs because I've got the guitar and my legs are like, I'm riding it like a horse as it goes over and I've got my bass in my hand. So I'm like, don't break my bass. Oh my God, I'm going to break my legs with this guitar cabinet and I like between my legs. And so I fall over with it. I go, oh, I'm alive. And then Jody, at this point, turns in, he sees that I'm not on stage anymore. And what do you do? Like, if something goes wrong, double down. Jody <laughs> comes running and dives off the stage. I'm like, I'm going to die again. So three times in about two seconds, I'm like, I'm going to die. Jody bails off the stage. And then Barry's like, if you, those of you who remember for a pack, this is Barry drumming. Eyes closed, never opening. And uh, then he sort of, where's the rest of my band? And he looks over and we're there. Sticks fly and Barry jumps off the stage <laughs> on top of me. So that was the first song at South by Southwest. That was a good show. Too. And you finished the set? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but Iffy Dreads, I believe that was the entire review if you look it up. For a fact, like, it was hip hop, punk, pop. Tip top of the blender. Yeah. So I was going to say, you guys had a bit of a high energy show. Any uh, rock kick? You, did, you had the Dreads, you did the rock kicks. Yeah. Any rock kick injuries? Rock kick injuries? I don't think so. No, no, no. no. The, the hamstrings were nice and loose back then. No, I have very tight hamstrings, <laughs> but uh, kicks. Like I, I certainly questioned whether catching Jody when he jumped off a PA at me was going <laughs> to cause me some serious pain, but I caught him. <laughs> and another thing, uh, you mentioned, you know, Barry and yourself both had girlfriends. Jody was. He's he had girlfriends. He had girlfriends. <laughs> uh, how many? He's a like, serial monogamist. If you were gonna, if you after the bear induced you into the uh, laundry of fame, <laughs> would the first person you guys would thank would be the plethora of Jody girlfriends? Uh, I have done so when we won a <laughs> music industry awards uh, artist. We won best uh, best alternative artist in for 1998 from the Music Industry Association of Atlanta Labrador, and I thanked all the girls whose hearts were broken <laughs> for the songs that we wrote. Uh, I don't think. Sorry, Jody. I'm sorry. And also, you mentioned I, I think I need to get Jody a plaque. Yes, yes. I sent him a photo of the of, of the plaque, and he was like, "I want one. <laughs> Fucking awesome." Cool. So 
All right. Please. Golden cassette for Jody. We're talking 1998. Yeah. Uh, so back then, it cost money to make an album. Yeah. Serious money. And to make a video, like yeah. certain bands from St. John's and Newfoundland who put videos on Much Music, and back when Much Music played videos, uh, it cost a lot of money. Yeah. Like, so how did you guys go about recording this album here? We hunkered down in the bunker studios, our jam space underneath the uh, the uh, post office on Water Street. So and, this is uh, this is subterranean. This is under George. Under Street. the harbor. Yeah. Under the harbor. It's the bunker. Uh, yeah, it's under George Street, but it's this big basement. We had this big basement jam space that we shared with like five bands, and uh, we put up a fur pack built up wall that separated the two, so we could have a studio room and a, and a live room, and uh, and. Uh, guy named from Ontario named Ross Murray, who was a friend of ours, came up to produce it. And uh, we spent about, I think it was 18 consecutive days recording. Uh, and we did the whole album uh, in there. And uh, yeah, it was uh, borrowed money from uh, Ballistic, Lauren Loader from Ballistic, and my brother basically uh, funded that record. And uh, we took a long time paying them back. <laughs> so, so oh, oh, and sorry, I must th- thank the dark room as well, which also we went to one night where we were recording, like, uh, it's a bit late, but uh, could we get a bottle of rum and bring it back? And they never asked for the bottle of rum back. So that's the, uh, it's magic, it's tragic, uh, was the, we were making magics So with the rum. <laughs> so, b- Ballistic Skate Shop. Yeah. Your brother, a.k.a. Canada's worst driver. Uh, tougher than it looks. <laughs> Uh, what was it? What's the other show? Uh, uh, don't drive. Don't here, drive. Don't here. drive. You might know him from Food Essences, Tall Ship Chronicles. Uh, you know. Yeah, and and the Dark Room, which is another bar that does not exist anymore. Does not exist anymore. Thinking about that era and bars that are no longer with us. Yeah. Pour pour out a glass the, for the loft. junctions. Junctions. Uh, Merlins. Merlins. Uh, the Edge. The Edge. Calios. Calios. Like those were. Uh, that's where you saw a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well. We've changed in. We don't necessarily have less bars now, but they're almost all smaller. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is an opportunity. Apart from being the first ever guest, this is the first opportunity for a plug. A because, plug. Because I might actually get this edited up in time to plug the show on Friday at another bar yeah. that's going to close. The yeah. Levy. Well, the Levy. Well, it's changing ownership. So as far as I'm concerned, it's closed. Yeah, it is. I th- It is. And uh, it's going to be your new band, Jigger. Yeah. Jody's new band, Pathological Lovers. Yeah. So for me, as a Fur Pack fan, that's like seeing that's like seeing the Plastic Ono band and Wings. Right. On one bill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I think we know who the Plastic Ono band is. Me. Oh, I was thinking I was, I was thinking I was thinking the lovers. I'm pretty sure my voice is more like Yoko's than Jody's. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, the lovers can be the wings. Yeah. They do have keyboards. I think so. I think so. They're a little more multi-instrumental than I am. So yeah, if you see this, if I am not lazy, I put this up in time. You can go to that show on Friday night. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, so after this, oh, another thing I wanted to show you. So this album, not only was it you know, eighteen, seventeen tunes. You had an, a CD-ROM. A CD-ROM, man, that if, I made myself. If any kids out there know what a CD-ROM is, it was loaded with cool interactive stuff. It was like a. It was like. It's basically a big flash game. Yeah, and you can browse information about the band and print out a board game. 
But the, the theme of it was almost like Terry Gilliam. If Terry Gilliam directed an episode of Faulty Towers, it was like mm. a weird house party thing. Yeah, it was a house party. It was the party of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what we were aiming for in and the CD-ROM. They had a board game. Did, oh, you printed it out! That, I haven't seen this in so long. That you, and, you could print out. And not only was the, the board game, we, we had action figures that you could print out to play. Did you make them too? I haven't seen these in so long. I'm going to be Jody. All right. Obviously, you can be yourself. All right, thanks. <laughs> and I think we can have a couple rolls. So these. All right. So the name of the Where game. Where do we start? The name of the game remember. is. Get, oh yeah. Get to the gig on time. So we start at home. You're at home. You got to get to the gig. Oh, yeah. And these we'll, are excuse we'll cards. I have to shuffle these. We have excuse cards. Even my God, I totally don't remember this game. All right. So. I had, uh, Get me to the gig on time. That's why the dice are out. All right. All right. Do you want to give it a roll? Oh, yeah. I haven't played this in ages. We'll do a couple rolls. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, is that a hole in the fence? Take the shortcut. <laughs> of course. I'm this guy. <laughs> That's me. And where do you land? I land on Urban Sound Exchange. Another Urban Sound Rest in peace, Urban Sound Exchange. Stop in and sell your old knack albums and find the next Chevy CD. Ooh, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm doing well. Uh, seven. seven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh... Get appointed to the RCA Board of Directors. Go directly to the ship in. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, where's, where's the, ship? the ship in? Uh... Ship in. And sh- Enjoy a quick pint and have a few hot nuts. <laughs> hot nuts? A band that Phil Winters from Bung then played in with Don Ellis and Phil and Don play in Jigger with me now. We, that's another, we should do another podcast. We do Six Degrees. Six, six Degrees of Bung. Six Degrees of Bung. <laughs> all right. All right, you're all. Where am I? There is something. I'm sure there's something about drinking in this game too, isn't there? I want someone to get an excuse card. Ooh. Eleven. I'm really moving. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You can get excuses like, couldn't remember if I slept with my beard under or over the sheet. <laughs> One, two, three, none of us had beards. This is nine. this is present. Like in 1998, no one had beards, man. Let's just read the excuse cards. Yeah. <laughs> I had to delice myself. I was doing it for you guys. <laughs> you think you hear Beth calling? Stand up and sing a heartfelt rendition of Beth by Kiss. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Cause me and the boys are playing, and we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. Uh, here's, a, here's a good excuse. Broke up with Sherry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be Sherry White, uh, writer uh, for such shows as uh, Rookie uh, Blue, Rookie Blue uh, Cracky, the movie Cracky, and she and Joel Hines. Uh, she is directing and uh, producing, I believe, a uh, TV series, series uh, called Little Dog, which is shooting here in a couple of months and will be on in the spring, I believe it is, on CBC. Sorry, my date with the stripper ran long. <laughs> I was busy calculating pi to 50,000 decimal places. That's obviously <laughs> you. That's, that's a you excuse. That's me. That's me. I was at Hempware getting stoked up for the gig. Too bad they don't sell bongs or I'd have gotten smoked up. <laughs> Christmas lasted too long. <laughs> these, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to take these excuse cards home. I need some. I have the PDF. <laughs> you can have it. But you guys made a movie. It wasn't exactly Hard Day's Night, 
but it was a valiant attempt, bingo robbers. Uh, how true to life is that movie? Because I believe the character that Barry played was a guy who lived in his car and played drums. Yeah. Yeah. It was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think, one of the first digital features. It was a digital, one of the first digital features uh, shot uh, in Canada, maybe even. Uh, definitely in Newfoundland. And uh, yeah, Barry and uh, Lois Brown wrote it and starred in it. And then we all performed in it. We cut our music video. Tom Thorne uh, then cut a music video out of the footage from the film for us. And on the last night of shooting, we were like, okay, we know we're going to be like want to cut a video out of this so we were shooting on the very last night we were shooting in the fur pack jam space for a scene and so as the crew were packing up the dop camera operator and the band and the first ad all ran and jumped in the freight elevator at at our jam space our jam space in the basement at a freight elevator and so we got in the freight elevator with a ghetto blaster to playing the song for us to lip sync <laughs> so kelly stone is in the elevator playing play on the thing and we just went up and down the elevator like three times while dean scarrett the dop shot stuff while we just like lip synced to the cassette uh, recording of the of uh, everything else i think it is we did and uh, then we cut a video then tom thorne cut us a video out of that footage are we allowed to play that music video yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course you can play it. So we can do that. Like, so I wanted that thing like, so do we need to set up this clip? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just did. Yeah. Yeah, did the Bingo Robbers film. And I don't know what year that was, but then you started recording a new album. Yep. And there's a bunch of tunes out floating there. Yeah. In the Robot Slave, Collagenetics, Six, so what Tomorrow. So what happened there? Because uh, we got halfway through, and yeah. uh, we spent a bunch of money. And got halfway through, and then uh, somebody stopped having fun. Ah. Oh. And the stop having fun clause kicked in, and oh, everything right, fell apart. Right. Yeah. And that was it. That was if someone stopped having fun, it was over. It was no. And there was a very brief discussion of, do we get a replacement? No, it's done. We're done. Replacement. Yeah, I, I think that was probably wise not to. <laughs> you don't want to become Van Hager. No. Uh, so speaking of Robot Slave, is that song, is the song, the unreleased song, Robot Slave, in any way inspired by the 80s sitcom Small Wonder? I don't think so. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> no. It was a father who designs a robot to be his daughter. And she just does all their housework There's for definitely it. nothing about daughters in this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, is collagenetics inspired by weird science at all? You know what? Maybe not. Uh, maybe not officially, but I I, I wouldn't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> is the line in Idiot Savant, the girl with sixteen cups in her cupboard, is that a prop reference? Uh, it's sort of in some ways. Jody and I. That was one of our first co-writes, and Jody uh, was living in a tiny apartment on Kings Road, and I went over there one night and we wrote that song together. A certain guidance counselor in my life uh, uh, told me a story about one of her uh, about one of her students who had uh, autism who uh, who couldn't um, eat his lunch one day because his mom hadn't put the thermos in the lunchbox. And I had this that opening riff. The dun 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 dun. I had that riff. We wrote that song, and so it was basically all those weird like things counting, you know. Also, then, I, then I, my fascination with pie kicked in. How many? How many places can you? How many places can you list off pie right now? Two. <laughs> <laughs> you were bluffing it on the record. I, I was, knew it. I was reading. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, another question. This is, this is my this is my rapid fire. This is rapid okay. fire round. Okay. 
Uh, I know of two, I've heard two decent covers of Fur Pack songs. One was by The Once, everything else. Oh, yeah. uh, and the other was by Hot By Proxy. Oh, yeah? Did uh, Employee of the Month. Have you heard either? I've heard both. What? Oh, I, I don't make you pick favorites. but I'm gonna The Town them. Heroes. Town Heroes? Is this another version? Yeah, show their video. Okay, I'm going to play all of them right now. You said in the song once, if we were the Clash, Jody would be Joe Strummer. Is that true? I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I say that? I think you, you also said that you're always on the run and you're always on the rum. You're a rum runner. If we were the Clash, Jody would be Joe Strummer. The bass player from Bong, you know he is our drummer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot that. Okay, just wanted, to, just wanted to confirm. Was that from the second anthem? Yes. I think it's from the second anthem. There was a second anthem. are packing the action. Oh, that's my favorite unreleased song. packing the action. If I got that on a vinyl for Christmas, <laughs> that, that, that would make my day. If I found a recording of that, that would make my day. I think there's probably a, some weird live recording. Is that with that cassette you've got lurking over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a Furpet Action cassette, Hairy Ass Bandit. Oh, that's, that's the pre-album demos. So this... So this has like... This has Phil Winters playing drums. This ha album, before that you had songs, Potsluff, we, we Transsexual Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, Middle Class. Yeah, this is all the stuff that wasn't... Transsexual Boulevard. Transsexual Boulevard was a cover though. Was it? Oh. It was a cover off of a porn video that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually, you know, it was like... The old upstroke porn music and it was called Transsexual Boulevard and then we amped it up to, you know... So this Polari, baby. So this cassette features a cover of a porn song. Yeah. And the song Pot Slut. Who, yeah. who was the Pot Slut? Uh, I'm not going to remember her name, but I met her uh, like two or three years ago. She was up visiting uh, Jody and she was like, I'm the Pot Slut. <laughs> what is the best story to tell that would force either Jody or Barry to come on this podcast to state their side of the story? Oh, so you should have given me a heads up on this one. I would have really <laughs> thought I heard about it. Oh, oh, uh, you, the, the only person who can truly tell the story, and you, the, it would be best told with both of them, would be to tell about the night we were in Halifax where they stayed somewhere I did not, and they couldn't find their way home and went to the wrong hotel <laughs> and insisted that they would stay in the lobby until the hotel told them what room they were staying in. <laughs> The other person that could tell one side of that story would be Sarah Harmer because they were supposed to be staying in Weeping Tile's room. And Weeping Tile, Sarah got up in the morning and said, What happened to you guys? You were crying when you came in last night. Like, crying? No, we were laughing with joy when we finally climbed into bed. And she was like, We were sure you were crying and we didn't want to interrupt you. Because all I could feel was the bed from the bed next to them. <laughs> oh, so, Jody and Barry, you okay. gotta come uh, you gotta, you gotta give your sides of the story. So, Desert Island Discs, but Bell Island Discs. Bell Island Discs. Yeah, this is a new segment, Bell Island Discs. Bell Island Discs. So, Newfoundland bands, if you were gonna be stranded on Bell Island for any extended period of time, yep. what would they be? Bong Hole. I would have to have Sean Panting's Lotus Land. Um, 
Is that the album where he mic'd his washing machine on one of those tracks? Uh, I believe that's on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably have to have WGBs living in a fog, yeah. you know, just so you can go to the bar, to the Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the first Liz Band uh, six songs uh, of the current batch of stuff. Uh, maybe that Wizards of Chaos record. Speaking uh, of, you're good. looking like a Wizard of Chaos these days too. Have you, can you can you toss it yet? No, but I can't remember if I sleep with it under or over the covers. <laughs> <laughs> current bands. What what are some good bands? Check out. We we actually, man. I saw we we saw the, the darts. The, the darts, darts were great. And you can get their stuff on Bandcamp. But I have a feeling I've listened to it, which made me want to go see them. But once you've seen them live, I don't think you'll want to listen to the recording because the live thing is like Motorhead and the Stooges, like you know, fucking you in the ears. On, uh, e- on either side. On either side, you know. <laughs> Absolutely stellar. That was absolutely stellar. The Sea Dogs also played that night, and they're one of my favorite local bands uh, these days. And also, I, one thing I've got to say, like in this new uh, landscape of indie rock uh, university bands with lots of guys with their Telecasters and their pedal boards uh, full of stuff playing, has been serious lacks of guitar solos. And then I saw the Skeets. The Skeets, the Darts, Sea Dogs. That's where I'm at these days. Cool. Yeah. Man, well, thank you very much for being the very first guest. But I, I, I would like to say we should talk about some future plans because I'd love to have you back. It's always been my dream to have a backyard ping pong tournament. Yeah. Like Wimbledon, like Wimblepong. Talk about we have to have uh, all white dress code. And, and just so you know, like I'm the uh, Eastern Edge uh, uh, singles champion for the for the Eastern Edge Arts ping pong. So you, so you get a, you obviously get a buy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To get a buy through the first round, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we can convince you know uh, Furpack to do the Andy and Je unplugged sessions. We or, did, or, do, we did do, we've done one. We did do that one unplugged one at Cali- South by Southwest. Oh, South by Southwest. Or it's the, recorded for Radio Sonic. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, or we could do our, we could start a summer uh, backyard concert series. <laughs> backyard concert series. The guy, the guy across the street with no shirt can come. The one I liked was uh, a thing of backyard concert series was uh, was the uh, uh, good kids pretend they're bad who were from like Bay Roberts or somewhere like that, and they used to do this thing where they would go around the back of a pickup truck and they would like run and run up to like fast food joints stuff that have like an outdoor outlet on them, and plug <laughs> plug everything in in the back of the truck. They like call all their friends around the band and say we'll be at Tim around the back by the dumpster of Tim Hortons in half an hour doing a concert, and they pull up in their cars like. Like and they say like it'd be like twelve people and the good kids are bad like and they plug in they they play until someone kicked them off <laughs> like and then they go like, to the Lawtons <laughs> they like run down the road they plug into that outdoor outlet on the back of that store and play until somebody kicked them off don't put ideas in our head I know <laughs> pop up concert pop up podcast concert yeah or at least you got you know you have the concert but you got to give us media credentials yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but and, you know being the first guest to the Andy and J E podcast. You obviously got a gift basket. Oh, my so, goodness. So, just a, just a, a little don't, something. Don't crush Jody there. Something a little for coming out. All right. What do we got? So, this is our official, <laughs> this is our official baseball team. This is the, the pizza, pizza socks. All right. Have, have, you been, have you been following the uh, our podcast? Not at all. No. <laughs> we started what we call right. the Champions League of Pizza. All right. So, it, we've, we've, we've played a, a pizza tournament. It's, uh, right now, it's Venice Pizzeria versus Piatto in the final. Any predictions? Oh, Venice, because I live next to it. Yeah. Venice, Venice. Look, I just came back from a huge holiday, and my son tried pizza like all over the world. I was like, Venice, not as good as Venice, not as good as Venice, not as good as Venice. All right, what else we got here? Oh, we big, got some cha, big league chew. Big league chew, yeah. Wow, I haven't had any of this since I was like 12. 
You guys actually have t-shirts? We have swag. Oh, swag. All right. Well, now that we've given you that one, we're officially sold out. <laughs> All right. What a spot to be a guest. Yeah. All right. Well, right. you've just listened to episode XXVIII with Jeff, young husband, the smug bastard. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and we out. I'll give you an excuse for why I won't be back. <laughs> my car stalled in the rain and I couldn't find an outlet to plug my hair dryer into. <laughs> I was busy posing in a photo booth. My mom didn't wake me up when I told her to. Mom forgot to pack a thermos in my lunch today. I had replaced on the harbor arterial. I almost crashed. The rice was not ready in five minutes. I had to bleed the furnace. I didn't know we had a gig tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic one. <laughs> oh, I got one. I'll tie it all together. Got back together with Sherry. <laughs> <laughs>try and eat five crackers in a minute without a drink. <laughs> Sorry guys, I just couldn't get a buzz on. I got confused trying to figure out how coal can be a mineral if it is made up of organic matter and then becomes an element, carbon. Is coal the root of life? Check it out in your dictionary. Oh, if you're really high, do that because it's like an endless <laughs> loop of going from dictionary meanings of minerals, organics, and elements in a circle. I was mesmerized in the Barbie aisle at Toys R Us. That's definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> Some bastard smoked me for no good reason. I still have my hands in my pockets. No matter how hard I try, I can't look good. Lost track of time trying to find cop glasses and a corncob pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the band, I'm going drinking with my lady. I had to dart out to Halifax. Dude, do the words plumbing emergency explain my situation? Barry. <laughs> I was improving myself. One size did not fit all. Got lost in the mall looking for a long blonde wig. I have the long blonde wig. Did you get it? <laughs> the package has been hanging on my wall for 15 years now.